This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us thank our God, for he is worthy uh, to be praised. He is exalted, seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ. Welcome to uh, Zion Baptist Church worship morning service. Thank you for joining us as we continue to see our way through this pandemic and trying to keep safe. So appreciate you able to log in uh, through Facebook, YouTube, or to Zion's web or through our app. It's always great to to stay connected. Please feel free to share this link or comment and encourage someone else uh, in this moment or start a watch party uh, with this or join our Zion Baptist Church uh, face group or subscribe to our YouTube page and stay connected on our website. Uh, we will look forward to celebrating this week of Thanksgiving. And so therefore, we're going to look about how we ought to praise and give thanks to our God who is worthy uh, to be praised. And so let us magnify him. Let us worship him. Let us adore him uh, for who he is as we prepare to look into Psalm 103 and talk about The many reasons we have to thank our God. And so let us open up with a moment of prayer and meditation, surrendering to our God. Father, Lord, we grateful and thank you just for your grace, your mercy, for how you are a good God who looks after, Lord, your creation. We are humbled to be made by your hands and be loved and cared by you. Father, Lord, we are looking to you in the midst of trials and tribulations of pain and heartaches uh, that you can heal us. You can keep us. You can definitely speak to us and bring us through as we're waiting and depending on you. Uh, Lord, we ask you right now that as we open up your word, may we be reminded of your grace and your mercy and the wondrous work of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ that saved the world from their sin by becoming the perfect sacrifice and defeating death and rising from the grave. And, Father, we thank you that he is now exalted and seated at the right hand of the Father. And so, Lord, may we see you as we open up this text that we might see Jesus and have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining Zion this morning as we prepare to worship our awesome God. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God that his grace, his love, his mercy is everlasting and without end. And so as we look into our text this morning, if you can open up in the Old Testament to Psalm 103, and we're going to look at this text. I'm going to read its entirety and then we're going to celebrate and look at the many reasons we are to give thanks to our God, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. So join in with me. I'll be reading from uh, the New Living uh, Translation. You're welcome to join in and reading in the translation that you have as well. Uh, Coming from uh, Psalm 103, New Living Translation, the word of God reads this way. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. 
May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercy. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the heights of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far as from the east is from the west. The Lord is like the father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass. Like wildflowers, we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there he rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans. Listen for each of his commands. Yes, Praise the Lord, your armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, everything in all his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for his word. And so we want to talk about reasons to thank God. One thing about our text that it gives us reasons to praise the Lord or to bless the Lord. In the Hebrew, the word Barak comes from that praise of to bless or to praise, to extol or to bestow honor or to give honor unto one who is worthy, one who is of great majesty. And that sounds like our God. He is worthy to be praised and to be blessed and to be magnified because of who he is. Just his countenance, his character, his presence is worthy to be praised. We serve a God that created everything and everything belongs to him. We serve a God that doesn't need anything, but yet he is always open to give and bless us because of how great he is. He is a loving, a merciful God. And so when we start thinking about how we are celebrating Thanksgiving and you may surround the table with our, our loved ones or we may be having a Zoom call or a Skype call or some kind of interface, a video conference call with family and friends because of this pandemic, we might take the time and say, tell me what you are thankful for, what you are grateful for. And I want to encourage you to start thinking about how you are grateful for what God has already been doing in your life. Uh, If we start looking at 
the many reasons, start counting our blessings, start taking inventory of how good God is, we might find out that our God has blessed us tremendously and awesomely better than we deserve. And that's a kind of the sobering aspect of when we can think and uh, gather around and think about what we are thankful for, what we are grateful for, and find out that we are grateful for our God. And so when you join with me in this song, oh, look how the psalm opens up. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Uh, this this psalm is accredited to David. We know who is a worshiper, who loves to worship God. And this praise psalm, this Hallel psalm, is opening us up with an, an openness of exhortation to our God. And the main reason that the psalmist kind of sets the tone for his reason to praise God, he goes on in verse 2, says, let, that, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never, hallelujah, never forget the good things that he does for me. Or another translation says, may I not forget his benefits. Uh, some of us understand that we're benefits now, definitely in the midst of employment suffering and, and of un- unemployment happening, and that how if you lose your job, you also lose your benefits. And the benefits, one main thing is what? Health insurance, uh, retirement, disability, all these other benefits that are coming along with not only a paycheck, but also these things that you one day might rely on are the benefits of gainful employment. Here we see David is pointing out that I understand that in serving my God and how great he is, that he also has provided benefits. He has shown me that he is worthy to be praised, not just for who he is, but also his benefits. And look what one of the the main benefit that David wants us to celebrate, to thank God for. He says, may I not forget the good things he does for me, He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Think about what it means to be forgiven. Forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. It goes on to saying that he redeems me from death and crowns me. With love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like eagles. Uh, Now, this sets the tone for why he is thankful for what God has done. He's thankful for God that he has forgiven me of all my sins. Let's think about who David is. We, We know David to be a shepherd. A shepherd boy, the youngest of his siblings, who was anointed to become king when Saul was rejected. We we know, David, that he went out and he defeated Goliath and Saul becomes jealous and looks to kill David. Uh, and David befriends Saul's son, Jonathan, and Jonathan helps protect David, even though David will might take the throne over Jonathan because of the rejection of Jonathan's father, Saul. But yet, uh, Jonathan still befriends David, and David still worships and honors God and does not take advantage 
of Saul. And then this is the same David that once he becomes king, we know how he murdered and committed adultery. And yet God still blessed him to have a son we know to be Solomon. But in the midst of his sin, in the midst of his adulterous and broken relation with God, he confessed and, and desires to worship God and say, Lord, forgive me. Give me a clean David understands that I've broken my relationship with you guys. You blessed me to become king. You blessed me with long life and longevity, but yet I've rebelled against you. I, I've striked against you. I've done wrong in your eyesight, and I've hurt not only you, but my people and my nation. But God, you still forgive me. I think I got reasons to praise the Lord. And so when we start looking at how we are to bless him and how we are to praise him, we are grateful for how great our God is. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. And so when we look at this text, excuse me one moment, I appreciate y'all pace. I, my microphone about to die. Let me charge it up. Apologize. Let me read back, rewind it uh, for you as we lost connection. Thank you all for your patience. Appreciate it. Technology ain't nothing like it. All right. And so David wrote this Psalm 103 to giving thanks to God for forgiving me of all my sins. The same David who understood that when he broke his relationship with God, he rebelled against God, he rejected God, he turned against God, that God still forgave him of all his sins. This Psalm, we might be familiar with the 52 Psalm says, creating me a clean heart, oh God. And so when we realize that, God, I can rebel against you, I can hurt my people, I can hurt you, I can hinder and break the relationship I have with others because of sin, because of lies and adulteries and murder. But yet, God, you still bless me to become king. You bless me to continue to have children. You bless me to have peace in my kingdom on all sides. You took me from being a shepherd boy in a field, the youngest, the rejected of my of my siblings, that they didn't even expect me to be king. But God, you saw something good in me, and yet you still show me your grace and your mercy when you handed me a kingdom I did not deserve, but you gave it to me, and you promised me that I would have a generation unto generation of longevity on this throne that we now know became. Fulfilled in the birth of Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, now seated at the right hand of Father in majesty. David was understanding that my life is not perfect, but God, you are. Your grace is perfect. Your mercy is perfect. Your love is perfect. So the reason why I will bless you, the reason why I will thank you, the reason why I will praise you with my whole heart is that you have forgiven me of all my sins. And so when you think about this, 
Look at the psalm with the breakdown. David gives us about over 14 reasons why we should bless God, the reason why we should thank God and and bless him as as, his, as he is our father and he is our God. And so David tells us why we should praise God for it. He points this out for who God is and what he does. Since God is holy and good, he does good things because who he is. And so he says that he forgives us of sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death, crowns me with love and tender mercy, fills my life with good things. Even in old age, you have you give me vigor like an eagle. You give righteousness and judgment for the oppressed. You make the ways known to Moses and to the children of Israel. You are a faithful God's way saying this. Lord, you are compassionate and gracious, which means you are slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. God, you do not stay angry with us forever as rebellious we are, as reckless we are. You don't stay angry forever. And God, you do not deal with us according to our sins. Thank you, God. You're not a penitent God. You separate us from our sins. You, Lord, are compassionate to those who fear him in our response to your redemption to us. And God, you know that we are frail, that we are like grass. And so that's just a few of the highlights of we're going to break down into the psalm because of who he is, because of how great God is, because he loves us. The goodness of the Lord is shown and is providing a way for forgiveness for our sin because he has redeemed us, because he has forgiven us and set us in right relationship with him. We have a reason to praise him. We were made for his glory. We were created for him. And God expressed his love to us by forgiving us of all our sins. He forgives our sins and heals our disease. Think about it. Now, in the air in the east, right, oftentimes if they became sick and they became ill, they believed this to be a punishment from God. And so, therefore, for them to be delivered, they see that that was nothing but God's grace and his mercy. But yet we see in the New Testament, right, how Christ proclaimed the gospel by coming and healing and making the blind to see, the lame to walk, and removing leprosy. So showing the gracious the graciousness of God, the love of God, the mercy of God by healing people of their diseases. But also what did Christ do? He also forgave their sins. And so we see that we serve a God that looks not only to our physical needs, but our spiritual needs and realize how depraved we are, how broken we are. And yet he's able to speak into our lives and change our circumstances. Oh, thank God that he can redeem us from death and crown us. Bless us, cover us with tender love and mercies. God forgiving us, oh hallelujah. God loving us are this acts of mercy because he is a merciful God. That's kind of highlighted when we look at verses 8 through 10. It says, the Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. 
God's love for us provided a way for us to be in the right relationship with him. God's plan for our redemption was set, hallelujah, and, and before the foundations of earth, before we were even thought of, and was revealed in totality in the blessed Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God's love for us, his compassion for us, his mercy for us was demonstrated to us through Jesus Christ. He is slow to get angry. That's a beautiful thing about God, our Father, being slow to get angry. Uh, Being able to calm us down and talk to us instead of dealing with us with wrath and punishment. We have a God that has every reason to punish us, has every reason to expose us to what we deserve, but he'd rather show his mercy. Let me read that to us one more time. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. Uh, basically, uh, God does not bring up old stuff. He does not remind us of our past. He does not remind us to guilt us and to shame us. But yet he shows us this is what I brought you from and I'm calling you to grow greater things. Yes, you may have lied in the past. You may have done this, but yet I'm calling you to the change. Look at the law and see what is right and see what is good and seek after. That do what is good and pleasing in the sight of the Lord. And so when God does not punish us for all our sins, he does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. That's a reason to thank our God, to bless him, to worship him, to adore him because he rather show us his mercy. Oh, I think that's a reason right now that we can just thank God for his mercy and his forgiveness. Thank God that he is good all by himself for his verses 11 and 12 says for his unfailing love towards those who fear him is, a, is as great as the heights of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. So think about the mercy and the love of our God, that he has pardoned us from our past, from our sins, from our transgressions, from our rebelliousness, from our rejection of him. He now says, I see you've turned it around and you come back to me and my love receives you and it accepts you and it wants to bless you. So in our response, we fear him, we honor him. We respect him. We do what he calls us to do. His unfailing love is towards those who fear him as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. Just think about it. How high the heavens are above the earth is how great our respect, our reverence should be for a God that loves us, that has forgiven us of all our sins. So therefore, if God has forgiven me of all my sins and I fear him, then there should be a change in my attitude. There should be a change in my communication. There should be a change in my lifestyle. There should be a change in my relationship that I should be now reflecting the the characters and the quality of God. I will be more gracious. I'll be more merciful. I'll be more patient. I'll be more kind. And here's the situation I want to encourage us here that we must really say, God, I surrender to you and submit to you in response of what you have done. I'm going to 
point this out clearly that we don't work for our salvation. We work because we have been saved. Because he saved us and redeemed us, we realize, Lord, I need to turn it around and change the way I'm living. Help me be more patient. Help me be more kind. God, help me to be more like you. You are slow to get angry. So help me, oh God. Help me to hold out. Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me mercy. Help me right now because my husband's getting on my last nerves. God, help me to pray for him and, and bless him. Oh God, my children are getting on my last nerves. Help me, Lord, to bless them and pray for them. Lord, my wife is, is about to leave me. Help me, Lord, to change it around and love her. God, I'm about to lose my job and I'm mad at my boss. But help me, oh God, to trust you to provide a, a way from There's a way where we start looking around saying, God, it's not about me, but all about you. Then we start surrendering ourselves to God. Lord, work on me. Work through me. Deal with me. Break what needs to be broken. Mold what needs to be molded so I can honor you by what I say and what I do. Because in the past, Lord, I know what I would have done. I know what I would have said, but that would not have bring glory and honor to you. But I want to praise you. I want to bless you with all my heart, with everything that's within me. I want to bless your name. So that means I must surrender to you. I must submit to you. I must work to show I fear and honor you. Not when it's convenient. Not when I'm only going to get a benefit from it. Not only when I can see exactly what I'm going to get from it, but I'm going to do it even when it hurts, even it's painful that the enemy's trying to entrap me around. Lord, I'm going to trust you for the outcome. Here's a promise that God has given us, that he says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. But yet we must learn how to trust him when we can't see beyond what we can see before us. But know that God sees everything. He removes our sins as far as the east is from the West. You know, the only time East and West meet on the map is when you fold that map. We can, you can always go West, but, and end up being East, but you never went East. We will, He will separate our sins as far as the East is the West. He removes it from us. So He removes our shame and our guilt. So let's stop holding on to these things and surrender them unto God and say, Lord, here I am with all my brokenness, with all my guilt and all my shame. My father, you realize my, my struggles and my relationships and my job and my family and my life. And Lord, I need you to change me. I need you to redeem me and, and restore me. And God desires for us to walk in his grace, knowing that we are sinful, but desire for us to repent and not live in shame and in guilt. And this is kind of the same situation how in world we may talk about a, a woman, right, who has a child outside of wedlock, but she's still with the father of the child and people that come and say, are you going to make a honest woman out of her? And what they're basically saying, how can you remove this shame and this guilt by making it right? And when you become wedlock, you become a family. We do right. And God's eyes for our God desire for man to love a woman and to be procreated and have a children. You set it up with Adam and Eve in the garden, the assembly, the model. And so how much more will we going to have a family and honor and within spirituality that God is pleased and in honor? And so how much more can we say, God, give me a clean heart by me turning from error and sin and walk in righteousness and in peace? Jesus came to redeem the world and God desires to separate us from a life of sin and be right in a right relationship with him and be submissive to his obedience and to his will. 
13th verse says, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. So God's loving forgiveness is as a, is an example of how a father should love their children. God gave us the great example of what a father should be. The Lord shows us how a father or a mother or a parent should love their child to be gracious, to be merciful, to be forgiven, to not keep records of accounts, but rather be slow to angry and quick to love and show mercy. This verse also reflects the response that children will have to this love is fear, is respect, is honor, is an attitude of love. Children will have a desire to honor their parents who love them and respect them and have a benevolent show of love and forgiveness and grace. And this will lead to thanking them and blessing them as we want to thank our God that knows how weak we are, that knows we are frail, that knows we can't do it on our own. So therefore, he empowers us. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. God knows that we will perish and that our life is numbered. Therefore, he looks to restore us in right relationship with him. For tomorrow might be too late. So today, embrace his love. Today, say, Lord, I give it all to you. Today, make a commitment. Say, Lord, I want to live right and trust your promise more than I trust the gratification I get from living a sinful life. The gratification I get from just doing what I want to do because it makes me feel good. God, help me to submit and deny myself and pick up my cross and follow after you. Help me, Lord, to surrender to your will. And may I give thanks to you, God, for being a good God that knows what's best for me. We thank God because he's high and mighty. He is high and exalted. In verses 19 and 22, closing out this song, says, the Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there he rules over everything. Praise the Lord. You angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, everything in all his kingdom, let all that I am praise the Lord. And what I'm going to close out with this is that if you look at the beginning of the song, let all that I am. Praise the Lord, and may I not forget his benefits or forget all the good things he has done. He has forgiven me of all my sins and healed me of all my diseases. If I can just look at that first principle and then look at the last part, says that he is seated at the right hand of our Christ, our Lord and Savior, who died on the cross for our sins, that set us free and has redeemed us, is seated at the right hand of the Father, designed for us to have a right relationship with him. Some of us are familiar. You might hear this psalm read and, and homegoings and at funerals and in times of, of death to remind us that our God is a good God, but also remind us this, that even in those times of funerals, we also hear, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house is room with many men. I go to prepare a place for you so that when I come back there, you can be with me. We serve a God that desires for us to be with him, but for us to get there, we must know that he is the way, the truth, 
and the life. No man gets to the Father but through Jesus. And so we've been redeemed by our sins through the blood of Jesus Christ, who is now seated at the right hand of the Father. He is the creator of the heavens and of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit rules over everything. And so everything that has breath will praise him. If you don't believe it, you're going to find out that Philippians tells it very clearly that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. And God has exalted him and put him in a position of authority that everything will bow. And so this is why everything will bow, because he died so that we might have life. He died so that we will be in right relationship with him. He died so he can defeat death, that we might know eternal, everlasting Peace, love, and fellowship with our Heavenly Father. And so when we come to Jesus and we thank him this week, and we have time to thanksgiving, we can thank God for salvation. We can thank God for healing. We can thank God for restoration. We can thank God for his mercy. We can thank God that he's created us. We can thank God that he loves us. We can thank God that he has given us victory. And I bet you got more and more reasons you can add on. For why you can thank God. Y'all start looking down the rows of the, my prayer list of who I've been praying for. Y'all can thank God. He's, he's brought you through cancer. He's brought you through hypertension. He's brought you through some heart surgery. I'm talking to somebody out there because I know I've been praying for you and you know what I'm talking about. We serve a God that's brought us a mighty long way. But yet we must remember to confess Jesus Christ is our Lord. We must remember in our response to what he's done for us to surrender to him and submit to him. And may we celebrate how good he is, how great he is, for how he brings us through. Life is hard. Life is difficult. This world, we are frail. We're going to perish. God knows that. That's why he's provided eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that when this day passes, we have a new chapter over in glory. But if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you can confess today that, Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God and that you died on the cross for my sins. And I welcome you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. And may you receive this and may you reach out to a Bible believing church, reach out to a brother and sister in Christ and continue to grow and walk in his word and understand the response of thanks, of fearing him of honoring him and serving him. Let us close a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for how great your love is towards us. We thank you, God, for how you love us. We thank you, God, that you have forgiven us of all our sins. Father, we thank you, Lord, that nothing can separate us from you.